0: Now, gentlemen,
1: the defendant is not guilty, but somebody in this courtroom is. Unmitigated temerity. When I get my chill. Okay, 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 okay. Hey there, hello, uh, everyone out there in Gatsby land. Welcome to the OK Gatsby Season 2, colon, To Chill a Mockingbird. That's right, I'm Terrence Hartnett. I'm Kevin Lopkovich. Alongside me, as always, Uh, we are on Chapter 13. Uh, Get yourself ready to go, because there's a visitor in town. A
0: visitor in town?
1: And guess what? We don't like her. Yeah. She's she's, a little nosy.
0: she's She's a type I don't really know, well... I guess I know a couple of people like this that are obsessed with family history. But it's like, this is a Southern type that I don't really it's run It's like into. everyone's aunt, you know? Yeah. Of like, actually, we are, this is really important. That it does
1: seem, yeah, it's kind of of the time. It does seem like it doesn't, it doesn't exist so much anymore because of how quickly it devolves into racism, right? Yes. Like, yeah. Like being obsessed with like blood and like and like and the fact that people are like ch- genetically and familially disproportionately what's the word like disposed to different things or like inherited
0: wealth also has a huge impact on, yeah. on how you act and also we have facebook now so we know that that one brother sucks and yeah <laughs> we know yeah <laughs> like oh you have a fancy family like well <laughs> we we see your your cousin's racist tweets <laughs> every day <laughs> he's <laughs> going off yes yeah, so. he's the dumbest man in town <laughs> <laughs> now everyone, know, everyone knows who's dumb and who's not he's poking me <laughs> yeah so um, everyone's just like, I just want to be happy with my family. I don't really give, give a, a hoot about... <laughs> give
1: a hoot or a holler about... Uh, I mean, but of course, like, yeah, there's still, like, kind of old-worldy kind of familial pride in America, but uh, that's I all... I feel like, were there
0: big families in your, like, big and like, in the important sense in your town?
1: I mean there were i mean yeah kind of i mean like there's people look there's guys who like like okay our dads drank together and their dads drank together mm-hmm. and someone's mayor you know what i mean like but there wasn't like the local kennedys do you know what i mean like i mean uh y- well i don't know i mean like my i have a huge i have i come from a huge irish catholic family in syracuse and like like my grandpa was a lawyer my dad was a lawyer like somebody was a fireman and so you know it's like mm. they're like they're kind of entrenched in the community like i mean like i remember it blew my mind when uh my grandpa my grandpa's wake had 400 people come to it oh wow like 400 people i mean like it's like friends of every you know he had nine kids it's like friends of all the kids who all also were in the community mm. so but i was like man this reaches more than i thought it's like the cultural sort of like yeah i was like what's what is our family like what's going on mm-hmm. like
0: yeah for sure. Oh, so you're a you're a Syracuse Kennedy. I'm right?
1: a yeah, sure. Ha ha. Oh man. My parents would my dad would love to hear that. Um
0: Yes. Uh so Ann Alexander's in town. She's gonna give a feminine touch to the raising of Jim and Scout.
1: Yeah, that's that that's the plan. So yeah, she says <laughs> I'm gonna stay with you for a while.
0: <laughs> I love how this this put my bag in the front bedroom, Calpurnia, What's the first thing Aunt Alexandra said, Jean Louise? Stop scratching your head.
1: What <laughs> <laughs> was well, the second thing she said? Yeah, again, the narration is like, that, yeah, it's. I feel like it's getting more and like more incisive. Uh, yeah, and w- more sarcastic too. So good, um, but it's also so funny to like that. That sums up
0: Aunt Alexandra so much of like giving an order and giving a criticism <laughs> back to back. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so like a feminine influence, uh, Jean Louise. Before you become interested in clothes and boys, um, she said I could have made several several inches of this. Cal's a girl. It would be many years before I would be interested in boys. I would never be interested in clothes, but I kept quiet. Um, so it quickly becomes clear, like. Uh, although she says we, this like we all decided to be best for me to come. It's like obviously she's a you know a, like a stubborn person, and she decided this for herself.
0: Yeah, it's also kind of like strange of like what like what aunt would make this decision. I guess like at Christmas she did beat up her grandson as like these yeah. kids are out of control, and it's like and Atticus. I mean, he never really gives a, a hard answer of like exactly what that conversation was.
1: Yeah. Because, yeah, because I love the Atticus stuff in this chapter. Is like Atticus is so, um, like, uh, de, you know, he's like defanged by his sister. He's like, yeah. it's his, it's his kryptonite. Like, she totally has power over him.
0: Yeah. And in, and in some ways it's good, but it like, it's kind of weird that Ale- A- Alexandra cares so much about the Finch name. Yeah. That she's like, these kids aren't up to scruff. I have to make sure that they are not embarrassing the Finch name. They,
1: that's what, yeah, right. That's why she's there. Because they're Finches. They're yeah. Finches. And, uh,
0: it's time you understand that
1: yeah so sh- that's kind of what she's there for is to, like an, an intervention um of okay and they they it seems to have something to do with the trial as well right
0: um I mean she's not happy with the trial yeah and that and I think the, tr- and the, in- indirectly in that the trial caused scout to beat up uh Francis right. that that is like led to her thinking that these are these kids are animals that are, yeah. are going to hell <laughs> uh, but yeah I think well, also I think she's worried about the family name just because like the Finch, a Finch is defending a black man in court. Like that's right. So it's like, she's mad at Atticus for doing that. Yeah. Uh, and so now she's got to make sure the kids aren't at least like dirty and, and causing trouble. And it's
1: like triage. It's like, well, we can't save, you know, the father, let's see if we can you know save these kids from embarrassing me. If the dad's already going to embarrass me so much. Yeah. Uh,
0: let's see. Yeah. And then, so it already starts off of, just scouting out Al- and Alexander's relationship, I could think of nothing else to say to her. In fact, I could never think of anything to say to <laughs> her. And I said, thinking of past pa- pan- painful conversation between us, "How are you, Jean Louise? Fine, thank you, ma'am. How are you? Very well, thank you. What have you been doing with yourself? Nothing. Don't you do anything? No. Certainly have friends. Yes, um. Well, what do you all do? Nothing. Nothing.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they they can't relate. I mean, like it seems it's the classic like uh you know the feminine thing that she doesn't have. Um. <laughs> uh, she's r- upset because it's Sunday and Anna Alexandria on Sunday and Alexandra rather on Sunday wears a uh, <laughs> Sunday corset that pinches her and makes her seem as if she has <laughs> okay it's a
0: classic hourglass figure yeah,
1: suggested Anna Alexandria Aunt Alexandra was once an hourglass figure from any angle it was formidable
0: <laughs> so yeah Anna Alexandra suffers for beauty and she sh- that's part of femininity for her yeah and that scout just wears overalls and runs around with boys is like you are sacrificing everything that it means to be a Finch woman.
1: Yeah, you're throwing it all away. Yeah. In so many way, yeah, so many ways. <laughs> this is a great sarcastic
0: line too. The remainder of the afternoon went by in the gentle gloom that descends when relatives appear.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Don't we know it? Uh,
0: so Atticus, uh, Atticus comes home, uh, and and Scout, I jumped into his arms, felt his vague, dry kiss, and said, "Did you bring me a book? Did you know Auntie's here?" She's like forgetting her age. Like, she's just so excited to see Atticus, who's been gone in Montgomery, being bullied by
1: cartoonists. <laughs> <laughs> He's been chained to a desk and being tempted by.
0: Uh, yoohoo saying women.
1: Yoohoo. Yoohoo, Mr.
0: Finch. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here, you strumpets. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Stop yelling yoohoo at me.
0: <laughs> I don't want to
1: drink any of your yoohoo. I'm, I'm trying to balance to the budget. <laughs> Important things are going on. Uh, Uh, so your aunt's doing me a favor as well as you all. I can't stay here all day with you. The summer's going to be a hot one. Um, so this doesn't
0: just mean hot weather. (laughs) Exactly.
1: It's going to get hot. Um, here's where Scout says, uh, uh, auntie had a way of declaring what is best for the family in capital letters. And I suppose your coming to live with us was in that category. So Scout sees through this right away.
0: Yeah, and also I had a, an idea, however, that Aunt Alexandra's appearance on the scene was not much Atticus is doing as hers. Like she, exactly, like the dynamic is is known even to this child. Yeah,
1: um, I think it's crazy that uh, Nathan Radley even stops, but everyone's everyone wants to see see her. She's popular. New to town. Yeah, she's yeah. popular, even though she seems to offer almost nothing in terms of personality. Uh, yes,
0: just she's just good at organizing things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she's just kind of mean and, she's and a obsessed bully. with imperfection.
1: Yeah. It's almost like if they didn't come say hi, uh, she would, she would think lots of about them. Exactly.
0: To the other people that do come to say hi.
1: She's <laughs> like the Don. You have to, to come kiss the ring. Yeah. So even Nathan Radley went so far as to come up to the front yard and say he was glad to see her. So like, this yeah. guy he doesn't barely talk to anybody. He's going to come see her.
0: Yeah, and she goes to all these. The Makeup amanuensis Club. Uh, she was secretary of that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> She as if she already her missionary side society refreshments added to her reputation as a hostess. Uh, so yeah, she's she's running clubs, she's doing all that stuff. She's a name about town, and that's yeah. important to her.
1: Yeah. Yeah, this is a great description of her. I like um uh she had River boarding school manners. Um, let any moral come along and she would uphold it. She was born in the objective case. She was an incurable gossip. When Anne Alexandria went to school, self-doubt could not be found in any textbook, so she did not know its meaning. <laughs> I love stuff like that. Yeah, like like uh, it's matter-of-factly sarcastic. Like she doesn't know. She has no self-doubt. Yes, she
0: is a, a, a uniformly confident and assertive woman.
1: In, a, in other words, she's unlikable. Uh, yes. <laughs> if You don't have self-doubt. You're just like impossible to be around, in my opinion. No sense
0: of what what you are is uh, can be difficult to others. That's like dang.
1: Yeah. Um. So she. Starts, she already kind of knows. Although she's not a make, she's not been in make home for a while, it seems. How long? I don't know how long it's been, but she's not around make home. She doesn't know the stereotype of every single family of the people in make home. Like, she knows like what their yeah. streak is.
0: Yes, it's all streaks. <laughs> Everybody in make it seemed, had a streak a drinking streak, a gambling streak, a mean streak, a funny streak. Uh, yeah, like a 16-year-old giggles in the choir, and then he would say, it just goes to show you all the Penfield women are flighty. Like, yeah. There's nothing that doesn't undignify the family.
1: Right, Everything and everything you do is a reflection upon your family, which is like this doubles down on her concern for the Finch name.
0: Yeah, that's why she's obsessed with Scout, like embarrassing yeah. her as a non-feminine woman
1: right and I love Atticus's uh, comeback as a uh, sister when you stop to think about it our generation is practically the first in the Finch family not to marry its cousins what do you say the Finches have an incestuous streak <laughs> 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 and uh, yeah. Artie just doesn't really have it this is
0: like this is the only person really that you see him be kind of a sly sarcastic guy too or, or yeah. you could see where Scouts wit comes from is that like he call he only calls her out on stuff yeah. like he he bends to her will but he verbally criticizes her the way he does not anyone else.
1: Yeah, yeah, he uses yeah, he doesn't usually use this wit as a weapon. I mean, he he will use it to like to like to like kind of like, like make jokes like when uh, later when um, when Dill is like all dirty, he's like, "Would you return some of the uh, county's soil to <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we're worried about soil erosion." Erosion, can you please
1: uh, yeah, give some of it back? Yeah. Uh, but stuff like, like that.
0: there's people who are like he never says any sort of, like, even sarcastic thing to you. Like, no. Miss Dubois, it's like she paraded his children into her. <laughs>
1: and he did in nothing but straightforward, nice, like kindness. Polite yeah. things. Right. But here he gets a little bit of a. Uh, He's
0: got an attitude. Dry, <laughs> wittiness. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: That plus the, like, he, he, the deference. It's interesting. He's got both. It's it's just like family, what family does to you, I guess. And this is. Uh,
0: this is Scout's answer to all her obsession. I never understood her preoccupation with heredity. Somewhere, I had received the impression that fine folks were people who did the best they could with the sense they had. But Aunt Alexandra was of the opinion, obliquely expressed, that the longer a family had been squatting on one patch of land, the finer it was. <laughs> so a real shot at, like, the absurdity of American aristocracy.
1: Right, right. Squatting. You know, like, like that's that's a pejorative way of putting it. Yeah. yeah.
0: Like, oh, you've your same family's has owned this house for a long time? Like... Oh, great. <laughs> yeah.
1: Bully for them. Um, and
0: then Jam goes, that makes the Yules fine folks,
1: then. <laughs> <laughs> they live behind the dump forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they had to lay behind the dump. Um, next comes a, kind of an interesting, like, sort of a ver kind of a long extended history of, uh, make home. I guess, I guess, which is like relates to like these old families. Yeah. But, um, I also I don't know I, like na- narrative wise I'm not sure where this is coming. I think this is is this Alexander's story. Who, where is this coming from? You know why they did
0: this long thing about make 'em.
1: But like like Scout does Scout like who knows this? Like is the Scout is Scout relating this to us as an adult? I yeah it's a stretch.
0: This is like a weird part where I think I think a lot of this book's goal is to reckon with Southern identity. Yeah, uh, what parts are are just racism and classism and what parts are just a genuine culture and history that is worth being proud of Yeah. Uh and I think she goes a little too out of her way to talk about southern history here than not that doesn't really fit the story.
1: It's kind of like record scratch. Yeah, like time out.
0: Time out. Here's oh, a little history lesson. Yeah. So, I don't I think it's it's like a fit, not a real town, so it's like it's like it doesn't even like make
1: Yeah. Yeah, let's talk about what. Yeah, so it's, it's like it's like a two pages, and it basically, like basically, what they're saying is uh, through kind of nefarious ways, an innkeeper um, sort of made Maycomb the center of the county. Is that right? Yeah, um, of Maycomb County, uh, and, and as such, it became you know an important town, but not a big town.
0: Had not Singfield made a bold stroke to preserve his holdings, Maycomb would have sat in the middle of Winston Swamp, a place totally devoid of interest. Instead, make them grew and sprawled out from its hub, Sinkfield's Tavern, because Sinkfield reduces guests to myopic drunkenness one evening, induce them to bring forward their maps and charts, lop off, lop off a little here, add a bit there, and adjust the center of county to meet his requirements. Right. So a long time ago when Alabama's being formed, or this county's being measured, he, this innkeeper, in order to have more foot traffic to his bar, goes like, hey, actually, this is the center of Alabama, or the center of the county. Um. And maybe it's to say like how in all these great towns there's just a con man that started it all yeah
1: yeah it's very American yeah it feels very American and yeah. south southern
0: just to get a guy just get people drunk to get what you want like, yeah so I guess in like it's painted as a normal southern town that it's all like the idea of American aristocracy like it's too recent that we know in written record that huh. it was like because if we would like English old families, it's like, I'm sure there was just a con man in the beginning, but then he got a title, and they were they were royalty from that, where, like, right. our American aristocracy is like, yeah, there's a really smart bartender <laughs> who figured out that you can make your own moonshine.
1: <laughs> right, right. Like, I mean, he bar- he bribed these guys and, and got them drunk. He gave them, you know, alcohol, uh, two apiece and one for the governor.
0: And that's why make them so important and think so highly of itself.
1: Yeah. So, like, so if you're making a fictional town... Why give it this history? I guess this is the analytical question I'd like to ask. You know? Yeah.
0: I mean, the, the next sentence of the paragraph is, because its primary reason for existence was government, Maycomb was spared the grubbiness that dis- distinguished most Alabama towns its size. So I think it's just saying, like, this. there's a reason that this Alabama town doesn't kind of fall under the normal
1: like branch of like
0: rural town. It's, yeah. not, it's not a hick town. It's, yeah. a, it's a semi-government town, and it's the county seat, so all the professional jobs are here.
1: Yes, right. So, like, it, it makes people. Yeah, the people are kind of upstanding. They're not exactly. There's jobs for
0: lawyers here. There's yes. jobs for doctors here. There's jobs for newspapermen here. Like, you can you don't have to be a farmer to live here or other Alabama towns that size. It's mostly rural people. Right. So they're like like in their own way, they're the center of the universe of of commerce, of intellect, and all that stuff like that. So don't see them as simple people just because the town is small.
1: Yeah, that helps with that. I guess it helps. I mean, like, it helps to have the... I mean, it makes the trial um, in Maycomb. Like, that may, it, 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 it gives it that, that setting, you know? Like, it's in Maycomb and... Um.
0: Yeah, and it closes out there was indeed a caste system in Maycomb. So I guess it's that, hey, this is why this town believes so much in families. Because it's not a bunch of hicks just farming the land. Sure. Uh, right. This is like a bunch of long-term professionals... Um, yeah, it's 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 too much. I I think it's, like, kind of boring and, like, yeah. who cares? But I guess it's trying to explain why Mecham is the way it is. That it's not, like, a bunch of weirdos and, like, farmers. It's like, oh, here's some, like, thoughtful, professional people living in a small town.
1: Right, there is room for this aristocracy and this kind of, like, a caste system that, that Alexandra has kind of brought to our attention. People
0: are rich enough to care about family history. Yeah,
1: though. right, right. Um, and it comes back around to the thing of like the no Crawford minds his own business. Every third Meriwether is morbid. The truth is not in the Delafields. <laughs> <laughs> all the Bufords walk like that. It's like, <laughs> it's funny to put the la- that's like she's got good timing, Harper Lee, like and, like good kind of comedic sensibility. With like the last one is uh, like the funniest. All the Bufords walk. All the Bufords walk like that. <laughs> they <laughs> you walk can weird. Just
0: see, like a Buford walking down the street and just leaning over. Like
1: all the Bufords walk like all
0: that. The <laughs> walk like
1: that, and it's funny because it's like. We're all picturing a funny walk in our heads now. It's like good, good, good work, Harper Lee. It's hilarious.
0: Yeah, she does. She does pop things up with a joke when uh, when she has to do because like there's so much stage setting in this. And that was part of the goal. of This is to paint a portrait of a southern town. Yeah, but like, like she is like careful to be like, let me make it funny and charming so that people don't stop reading.
1: Yeah, yeah, she really does. Like, yeah, uh, lead us along. Um, so Alexandra's sort of uh, status obsession continues. She hosts little parties in the house um and she asked jean louise to come in and uh when i appeared in the doorway auntie would look as if she regretted her request i was usually mud splashed or covered with sand (laughs) i love that picture of like a nice little tea party with all these nice women and then scout comes in like scratching her head and her hair is all messy spitting just yeah
0: (laughs) how's it going ladies
1: (laughs) just whittling or something i'm gonna throw a
0: mud ball at my brother (laughs) My dad's the smartest man in town. <laughs> I'm so proud of him. Oh my daddy. My daddy's so smart.
1: Um, let's see. Yeah, we speak at?
0: to your cousin Lily. She said one afternoon who who she when she had trapped me in the hall. Who? I said, Your cousin Lily Brooke. And then she goes, She our cousin? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> And and Alexandra managed to smile in a way that conveyed a gentle apology to cousin Lily and affirmed disapproval to me. Yeah. So I've seen a smile like that before. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's true. She goes on to like, yeah. So like that's one example of like Alexandra trying to like, you know, make the family upstanding. Yeah. She brings this book out called meditations of Joshua S St. Clair. Um, your, your cousin wrote this. He was a beautiful character. And then, uh, Jep- <laughs> <laughs> is, this the, is this the cousin Joshua was locked up for so long? <laughs> How'd you know that? And Alexander says, uh, "Why Attica said he went around the band at university, said he tried to shoot the president, <laughs> said cousin Joshua said he wasn't anything but a sew- sewer inspector and tried to shoot him with an old flintlock pistol, only it just blew up in his hand. Attica said it cost the family $500 to get him out of that one. Um, and
0: and, and it, that bothers Aunt Alexander Oh, yeah, and so it's much. so
1: hilarious that Jim barely even knows that he's doing something wrong because yeah, he's at, raised by Atticus, who kind of just like yeah. factual because
0: <laughs> yeah. the thesis of this whole chapter is Alexander believes it was a sad thing that my father neglected to tell me about the Finch family or to install any pride into his children because yes. that's like like her brother does not share this value at all
1: yeah which is, is why other. he left the plantation yes probably
0: yeah I mean he has a sense of a family as like oh we were kind of we were slave owners and like it's not the like we're not a bad fan. I love my family, but it's not like we don't have to run around being so proud like we're the best in town. Right.
1: right. In his own diplomatic way, he's like, Hey, they nothing wrong with what they're doing, but I just don't want to do Participated. it. Participate yeah. it. I
0: don't want to think anyone high and mighty. He's very humble and he he hates that his sister is not. Yeah. Or at least he's diametrically opposed to his sister who believes in pride in her family.
1: Yeah. So this leads us to um uh so <laughs> yeah, Ed says we'll see about this and then and then we you know, cut to Atticus knocking on the door, <laughs> awkward. Like <laughs> he's like so awkward. Like,
0: uh, Er herm. <laughs> uh, herm.
1: I swear, I thought he was going to do it it's like a sex talk. I thought this is a yeah. sex talk. Um, I don't know exactly how to say this. Here, I'll be Atticus. You'll be Jim. I don't know exactly how to say this. Well, just say it. Have we done something? No, I just wanted to explain to you that uh, your aunt Alexandra asked me, son. You know you are a Finch, don't you? That's what I've been told. Atticus, what's the matter? Uh, I'm I'm trying to tell you the facts of life.
0: I know all that stuff.
1: Literally, until this point, I thought this is all going to be about sex. Um,
0: I think Jem does, too. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Your aunt has asked me to try to impress upon you and Jean-Louise that you are not from the -the run-of-the-mill people, that you are the product of several generations' gentle breeding. (laughs) Gentle
0: breeding. Gentle breeding.
1: uh, And you should try to live up to your name. She asked me to tell you you must try to behave like the little lady and gentleman that you are. She wanted to t- she wants to talk to you about the family and what it meant to home County through the years. So you have some idea of who you are. So you might be moved to behave accordingly. Stop that noise. <laughs> yeah. So he So
0: this is like a big like you can hear a pin drop in the room.
1: Yeah, it's so awkward. And you can tell by the way Atticus is sort of speaking, because like, we've already heard Atticus' speeches to his children. We've already yeah. heard the way he naturally does this, and this is not natural. You, you can tell these lines aren't written yeah. by him.
0: Yeah, he doesn't believe in, like that there's run-of-the-mill folks and special folks. That's he, his whole thing. Yes, is that everyone's worthy of love, yeah. and, and we're all God's children, right. all that stuff. And this is his his sister bullying him into going against everything he's told his children for a, a long time.
1: <laughs> it's great. I think I wanted to have something kind of to complex to to you know give complexity to his character. Like he's this chapter. He's not an ethics lesson with with yeah. legs. Like he's not he's not just spewing off boring like morality stuff. Yes, he's well, a man.
0: It, it's the kind of thing where it's like he had to. So his fam- He was raised to believe that uh, have been part of a high family is the greatest honor in life. And he rejected that. Yeah. So that then it became very important to him to have his own values of how he measured people. And I think that's why he has so many things to say about ethics and how to be treat people. is because he does not want to fall back on the haunches of, I'm from a, a longstanding family in this county. And so it forced him to be like, hey, like I don't want my children to think about the heritage stuff. I see where it leads. I, and it's it's nothing good. I want them to think about kindness to others and the, the good parts of people. And and that's like but it's also like he can't fight against his family forever. Like yeah. he, he just got worn down.
1: <laughs> but it's nice to see yeah, it's nice to see him uh like break his his own his own standards, like to, to like fall short of his own standards. Like that's kind of what makes him a likable character. Like like I think now he's got some likability he didn't have before.
0: And that he's demonstrably uncomfortable, yeah. But not even put on a fake like a face to his children.
1: I love it. He's like so weird. He's being so awkward. Like, uh, and uh, yeah. He can't. He can't handle it. He's like. He's in a. It's like a rock in a hard place. He, yeah. Cause he. He values his family so much. So like, um. He can't handle uh, saying no to her, but he also is like going back on what he said with his kids before. Yeah. Okay. Um, so what happens is. <laughs> After all this speech, uh, like
0: So yeah, she gets up, she gets a comb, like it's so silent and she like doesn't know how to respond, and then he goes, Stop that noise and then that scares the heck out of of out of Scout.
1: So and she begins to cry, and here's her thoughts. Um, this was not my father. My father never thought these thoughts. My father never spoke so. Aunt Alexandra had put him up to this somehow. Through my tears I saw Jem standing on a similar pool of isolation his head cocked to one side they're confused they're so
0: deeply like why yeah. is my father saying this out of nowhere yeah there was nowhere to go but i turned to go and met atticus's vest front i buried my head in it and listened to the small internal noises that went on behind the light blue cloth his watch ticking the faint crackle of his starched shirt the soft sound of his breathing that's good writing right there Of just like what it's like to ha- put your head in your st- father's
1: belly it's imagery yeah the sen- that's all the sensory information you need to get if you're doing that
0: and this is a very tender moment. Your stomach's growling. I know it. You better take some soda. I will. Atticus, is all this behaving and stuff going to make things different? I mean, are you?
1: Don't you worry about anything. It's not time to worry.
0: When I heard that, I knew you'd come back to us. You really want us to do all that? I can't remember everything finches are <laughs> supposed to do.
1: <laughs> I don't want you to remember it. Forget it. So he just totally... <laughs> he gives up. <laughs> yeah. He's
0: like, I... I, he, lo- he looked at the damage he did and he's and i think also is this like my daughter is a very tender caring woman like why do i like there's nothing wrong with her like
1: right so yeah this is this is Atticus realizing Yeah, so he's realizing that he can't just please his sister just for the sake of pleasing her like yeah. he can't go through with this charade
0: yeah it's it's not in him to force upon his children values he doesn't have himself yeah and then he he went out, he went to the door and out the room, shutting the door behind him. He nearly slammed it, but caught himself at the last minute and closed it softly. So he's like furious. Yeah, right. He's so he's so mad at himself and his sister. He's all him. shook up. Yes.
1: And and then he says, "Get more like cousin Joshua every day, don't I?" <laughs> <laughs> Do <you> think <laughs> I'll up up him the family five hundred dollars. So like he shakes a joke of the whole thing. Yeah. Like like, <laughs> like crazy little Josh, cousin Joshua. Like so, he it just throws the whole thing out.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's probably like in his head, like for a moment, he was a sixteen-year-old again, like arguing with his sister. Like, right. Like, and and he's like, "You're so like, you gotta respect the family." He's like, I hate the family. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and now he's like, he has his like, he loves his children, and his children are good. And he's like, I'm tired of having to them to act a certain way because like the whole thing is like how you're born shouldn't affect how you act.
1: Exactly. And so he can't he can't square that circle. He can't believe both that. Uh, his family is so important and that people can be whoever they want. People don't, people like what, yeah. where you're born and what you're born as doesn't matter. And everyone's matter. worthy of love. Like Everyone, yeah, he can't believe both those things. Now, this last line is very interesting to me, this last sentence, paragraph all its own. I know now what he was trying to do, but Atticus was only a man. It takes a woman to do that kind of work.
0: This is always a little confusing to me too. Oh, damn. I, uh, I don't know. I thought have you'd anything. have it.
1: Yeah, I, I don't have this one.
0: Um, the only thing I could think is like, to like etiquette training, yeah uh it's it's like women are better at teaching like hey, this is your manners and and stuff like that, and this is like how you act in high society quote unquote um I did finger quotes to the listener <laughs> 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 um and then maybe like it's just that they didn't have a like they literally didn't have a mother, and like it was it, it's kind of like too late for there to be a feminine presence
1: yeah but like the idea of the feminine presence being the one that kind of preserves the family memory and like preserves the family name and like what you're supposed to be like as a finch like i think that's what she's saying here mm. i don't really get it. i think she's gonna be commenting on something that's kind of a little far gone for us to relate to yeah um but i think i think what she's getting at is like Aunt Alexandra is doing the more feminine thing, which is like kind of like maintaining a status quo. Yeah, and like we like the the masculine is like you know the adventurer, the rebel.
0: Yeah, I mean it's like the only thing I think like like in my family, my mom's always obsessed of like make sure your collar looks right. Right. Don't have like be dressed well. Like don't have any stains or anything like that. She's like she she wants to project a good image, where well, that's not in Atticus to be like. Stop running around embarrassing me by wearing overalls. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. Um, Atticus seems like more of an individual as opposed to like a like a a, a, mem- a finch.
0: Yeah, so it doesn't come naturally to care about those things, and it, those are hard to force. And I guess she's implying that it comes more natural to women, to right? Worry about those. Little but we can
1: we can just rest on the idea that it comes naturally to Anne Alexandra and not to Atticus. I yes. mean, like. I, the commentary on like m- like the men and women thing we could take or leave but yeah. it seems to be that seems to be that Harper Lee is saying something about that
0: yeah this was all Aunt Alexander's work that she had to do yeah uh, and it's not going well because uh, Atticus himself is particularly resistant to it
1: yeah it's interesting okay, so that's 13, 14, it seems like it is one of those ones where like we're kind of lucky episodically is that like this is kind of a, of a theme. Yeah. So we hear about uh, Anne Alexandra concerning herself with the family image and then 14 opens with them being perceived as finches out in the wi- in the wild, <laughs> in yeah. like the town. Yeah,
0: in the town. I mean, it's a great line of, although we heard no more about the finch family from Anne Alexandra, we heard plenty from the town.
1: Yeah. So now it's like outward. There's his chillin'. Or yonder's some finches.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Yonder's some finches.
1: <laughs> All finches walk like that. YOF, yof yof.
0: They have the uh, abbreviation Y-O-F when they're texting each other. <laughs> uh, turning to face our accusers, we would see only a couple of farmers studying the enema bags in the Mako drugstore window. or two dumpy country women in straw hats sitting in a hoover cart. So they, they make it clear that these are rural people yeah but also it also sounds like rural people know about this, yeah, so much so that they can identify the children of the defense attorney,
1: yeah true that's yeah right they're they're invested um I like that uh someone says they can go loose and rape up the countryside, rape up the countryside for all of them who run this country care um was one obscure observation we met head on from a skinny gentleman when he passed us, um so like this just like hick goes up to them mid thought. <laughs> And he's like,
0: don't you know what's going to happen with with black people and who, who cares in Washington?
1: Oh, good. Right. Okay. Right. I, th- I thought, God, I thought he was talking about the Finches. No, he's not accusing. about black people. Yeah. Okay. And then Atticus, or er, uh, Scout goes and asks Atticus, what's rape? Um, <laughs> this poor guy is trying to read his paper, you yeah. know? <laughs> like, who doggy.
0: Uh, he sighed <laughs> and said, rape was carnal knowledge of a female by force and without consent. Uh, and then, uh Scouts says, well, if that's all it is, why did calperty dry me up when I asked her what it was? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, that's it, and that <laughs> it is funny where like how well she handles some concepts and like how difficult she handles, like Atticus is a little different right now, yeah, <laughs> right, she's fine with her. My rape. brother's gonna be dead, <laughs> yeah, uh, let's see here.
1: Oh, so yeah. Uh, at this point, um, Scout reveals that they went to church with Calpurnia, even though, like, yeah, I guess like she just mentions it in passing, and he he hadn't heard it till now.
0: Yeah, I told him in detail about our trip to church with Calpurnia, and here it is. Atticus seemed to enjoy it, but Aunt Alexandra, who was sitting in a corner quietly sewing, put down her embroidery and, and stared at us. And this is like a nightmare to Aunt Alexandra. She seems like
1: to be yeah really upset by it yeah.
0: Literally the opposite of what she'd been trying to install in the family is that. The children that the finches not only have a, a a father representing a black man in court, they have children going to black church.
1: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, Scout says. Uh. Um. And she promised me I can come out to her house some afternoon, Atticus. I'll go next Sunday if it's all right. Can I? Cal said she'd come and get me if you were out, off in the car. You may not. This is coming from Aunt Alexandra. Yes. Not from Atticus.
0: And Scout turns around pretty viciously and says, I didn't ask you. And then Atticus does not tolerate that. For a big man, Atticus could get up and down from a chair faster than anyone I ever knew. He was on his feet. Apologize to your aunt.
1: So this is not, it's kind of cool how this is not um, uh, exclamation pointed. This is not exclaimed. Yeah. yeah. Apologize to your aunt. You can kind of see like he's just externally directly telling her like in a quiet way. I didn't ask her. I asked you.
0: First, apologize to your aunt. I'm sorry, Auntie. Now then, let's get this clear. You do as Kuperny tells you. You do as I tell you, and as long as your aunt's in this house, you will do as she tells you. Understand? Which is that's tough because that's yeah. three different orders.
1: <laughs> exactly, and they can be and they can be. Uh, you and know, Alexander is
0: making them directly contradictory.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So Scout has to go to the bathroom. <laughs> yeah. So long enough. She's trying to like I got to get out of this. <laughs> and she comes back, and they're talking about her in front of her, or she—they're talking about her, you know, in her absence. Uh, yeah. You've let things go on too long, Atticus, too long.
0: I don't see any harm in letting her go out there. Cal would look after her there as well as she does here.
1: Atticus, it's all right to be soft-hearted. You're an easy man, but you have a daughter to think of. A daughter who's growing up.
0: That's what I am
1: thinking of. And don't try to get around it. You've got to face it sooner or later, and it might as well be tonight. We don't need her now.
0: Alexandra, Calpurnia's not leaving this house until she wants to. You may think otherwise, but I couldn't have got along without her all these years. She's a faithful member of this family, and you'll simply have to accept things the way they are. Besides, sister, I don't want you working your head off for us. You've no reason to do that. We still need Cal as much as we ever did. But Atticus... Besides, I don't think the children suffered one bit from having her brought them up. If anything, she's been harder on them in some ways than a mother would have been. She's never let them get away with anything. She's never indulged them the way most colored nurses do. She tried to bring them up according to her lights. And Cal's lights are pretty good. And another thing, the children love her.
1: So Scout says I breathe again. It wasn't me. It was only Calperni they're talking about. <laughs> like <laughs> she said they're like they're gonna get rid of her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's only my best female role model they're talking about.
0: Yeah, and then Scout goes, Alright, here we go. I'm I'm all good. I'm all good. <laughs> Revived, I entered the living room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back and better than ever, baby. <laughs> and and is just doing embroidery to get out the rage. <laughs> Punk, it's punk, punk, her needle her. broke the top circle. She stopped and pulled the cloth tighter. Punk, 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 she was furious. <laughs> and I could see, you could see that 100%. Just a woman just like very angrily sewing.
1: Poking. Yeah. So now Jem and Scout kind of have a conversation about it.
0: Now, Yeah. And now Jem is, is doing an older brother thing. Yeah. But it's an annoying older brother thing. Where after at a certain age you start to go, I understand where dad's coming from, so I'm going to be critical of you too. Yeah you're no longer just on your brother's sides against the parents.
1: Right. So like the line where he says like, yeah, he says he's worried about the Tom Robinson case. And he says, um,
0: yeah, scout, try not to antagonize Auntie here. And then scout, my feathers rose again. You trying to tell me what to do? And that's, that's the source. That, that's where it all starts. Exactly.
1: Exactly. Um, so that's because you can't hold something in your mind but a little while. It's different with grownups. We, so Jem counts himself as a grownup right yeah. there. Um, in reference to the Tom, the Tom uh, Robinson case, and that really sets off
0: Yeah, his maddening Scout. his maddening superiority was unbearable these days. He didn't want to do anything but read and go off by himself. Still everything he read he passed along to me, but with this difference, formerly because he thought I'd like it, now for my edification and instruction.
1: G. Kronhova, Jim,
0: who do you think you are? Now I mean it, Scout. You antagonize Auntie and I'll, I'll spank
1: you. You damn morphodite, I'll <laughs> kill you. I love the Morphodite callback. <laughs> How amazing!
0: Yeah, that's just good comedy writing.
1: That's a good way to start a fight. That's hilarious. You damn Morphodite, I'll, <laughs> I'll kill, kill you. you. <laughs> so she grabs his hair and starts punching his mouth. He sla This is like one of the biggest fights that they've ever had.
0: Yeah, this is a real fight.
1: Yeah, she's knocked to the floor by a punch in the stomach. Um, Ain't I- so high and mighty now, are you? I screamed. <laughs> Yeah, I knew he was
0: fighting. He was fighting me back. We were still equals. Yeah, just such a, such a rascal, like creek, creek crawling little sister. Exactly.
1: <laughs> like she really walks the walk with this tomboy stuff. She like, yeah. she, I'll get, I'll get in the fight with a thirteen year old boy. I will get to yeah. fight with like a man. So Atticus uh, comes to break up the fight. I love this. What had begun
0: as a fist fight became a brawl. Like there's levels to like old huh. southern yeah. children fighting. Yeah. <laughs> And then Atticus comes in, breaks it up. That's all. Both of you go to bed right now. Ta. <laughs> <laughs> I said at Jem, he was being sent to bed at my bedtime.
1: <laughs> Classic sibling bull uh, stuff.
0: That's all. Uh, where am I? Who started it? Asked Atticus in resignation. So he's like, who started who it? <laughs> started it? <laughs> Jim did. He was trying to tell me what to do. I don't have to mind him now, do I?
1: Nice, yeah. The callback to the to the thing about minding uh, all your superiors,
0: and then Attic is kind of like like finds it funny. Uh, let's leave it at this. You mind Jim whenever he can make you. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so if you can beat him up, you can do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. And Alexandra was present but silent. So things are already just going out of control. Like she thought it was bad, and now things are way worse than she thought. Like right. they're going over to News church. Like they don't care about the family at all. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, they're real monsters, right? Um, so they kind of like they kind of make up a little bit,
0: because because Alec- it's a common enemy. Because you, yeah. they hear and Alexander go, just one of those things I've been telling you about.
1: Oh, uh, oh yeah, a phrase that united us again, a common enemy, right? Yeah, yeah, they're mad at her.
0: Like, oh yeah, she's looking down at us, right? Let's well, not, yeah, that's not us, fight. Uh, and Jim even says night scout. Like night scout. It's like that. That brother and sister thing where you can fight viciously. Well,
1: it's it. like, hey, yeah, we're going to have to live yeah. together for the rest of our lives, basically. So, uh, so then uh, and Scott then, goes to bed. yeah,
0: And then something happens. <laughs> <laughs> As I passed the bed, I stepped on something warm, resilient, and rather smooth. It was not quite like hard rubber, and I had the sensation that it was alive. I also heard it move. I switched on the light and looked at the floor by the bed. Whatever I had stepped on was gone. I tapped on Jem's door. What he said? How does a snake feel? Sorta of rough, cold, dusty. Why? I think there's one under my bed. Can you come look?
1: Are you being funny? He's in his pajama bottoms. If you think I'm gonna put my face down to a snake, well, you've got another <laughs> thing. You know, another thing coming. Hold on a minute. So he goes gets a broom. You better get up on the bed.
0: So now that they think there's snake, like, and I think it's better explain. Like this is a problem. Like snakes do get into houses. And there's
1: like things. a legend of a yeah. There's a legend of a Miss Miss Rachel Haverford. uh uh, she has to have a whiskey every morning because uh, she saw a snake one time. Yeah. <laughs> that happened to some cousins of mine too. I think. Uh, they yeah, <laughs> they saw you, you've seen a snake one yeah. time, right? <laughs> oh man, yeah, I had my I had my problems with snake <laughs> with snake medicine. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and then there's this question. Jim made a tentative swipe under the bed. I looked over the foot to
0: see if the snake would come out. None did. Jim made a deeper swipe. Do snakes grunt? <laughs> 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 it ain't a snake. It's somebody. And then here it is, suddenly a filthy brown package shot from under the bed. Jem raised the broom and missed Dill's head by an inch when it appeared.
1: God almighty. Jim's voice is reverent.
0: We watched Dill emerge by degrees. He was a tight fit. He stood up and eased his shoulders, turned his feet in their ankle sockets, rubbed the back of his neck. His circulation restored. He said, hey. <laughs> <laughs> so here is Dill. Not supposed to be here.
1: A wild Dill appears.
0: He was with his family in Mississippi. His mom just got married. And now here he is in Scout's bedroom.
1: Yeah. Under the bed. So yeah, it was funny is he's under there the whole time during that whole fight. Yeah. He talks about how like he almost got out there or broke it up. I think that's so funny. Um And then Dill's like, Hey, can you give me something to eat? Which is like, that's fair. He he hasn't eaten in twenty four hours probably. Yeah, he had to hear he had to hear them uh <laughs> he had to hear them uh eating during the during dinner time um so scout asked him how he got here and <laughs> dill goes dill <laughs> i love this passage um by an involved route refreshed for refreshed by food dillers headed this narrative having been bound in chains and left to die in the basement there were basements in merit and meridian by his new father who disliked him and secretly kept alive on raw field peas by a passing farmer who <laughs> heard his cries for help the good man poked a bushel pod by pod through the ventilator Dill worked himself free by pulling the chains from the wall. Still in wrist manacles, he wandered two miles out of Meridian where he discovered a small animal show and was immediately engaged to wash the camel. (laughs) He traveled with the show all over Mississippi (laughs) until his infallible sense of direction told him he was in Abbott County, Alabama, just across the river from Macomb. He walked the rest of the way. That's the story. So he was trapped in the basement by his father, Who disliked him. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) Like the understatement of the century.
0: My father disliked me, so he trapped me in a basement.
1: You know how fathers could be. Um, I love the the farmer feeding him Peapod by Peapod. Like all the, the details. Like wouldn't
0: get the police. So yeah. Like, <laughs> why is this child like this?
1: It's like mythic. It's like it's like a fable. It's great. Peapod yeah, by Peapod. It's pea Tom sawyer ass Exactly. He, and then he goes with the manacles on his hands. And, of course, he, he finds a job, as you do, uh, washing the a circus. camel. Yeah. yeah. Well, everywhere, every circus needs a camel washer, of course. Yeah. Why not so, hire a little boy? Why not hire a <laughs> little <laughs> Fed by peas. <laughs> a little pea-fed boy with And what I love is Im- on.
0: immediately Jem goes... How'd you get here?
1: <laughs> I love that too. <laughs> and then, so yeah, like the the quick turn is also so funny. It's like this crazy story that Jim goes, how'd you get here? So it's funny because so scout says, how'd you get here? They get the, the BS story, that totally yeah. Dill story. Then Jim, how'd you get here? With no comment on the story at all. Yeah. And then <laughs> you get the real story. So like in that in that, in that that way that Harper Lee's been doing where um, someone's words are kind of turned into narration, mm. um, it's like, this is kind of Dill's voice. Yeah. So, Dill's voice again explains he had taken $13 from his mother's purse, caught the 9 o'clock from Meridian, and got off at Maycomb Junction. He had walked 10 or 11 of the 14 miles to Maycomb off the highway in the scrub, bushes lest the authorities be seeking him, and had ridden the remainder of the way clinging to the backboard of a cotton wagon. He had been under the bed for two hours. He had heard us in the dining room, and the clink of forks on plates nearby drove him crazy. Um, so like really the, the real story is he just like ran away. Yeah. Yeah. But that's like, so funny. to get the, get the legitimate story right yeah. after the, right after the fake one.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. He comes in, he could consider it emerging and helping me beat Jim.
1: <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yeah. Not breaking it up. Sorry. Not breaking it up, but helping a scout beat up Jim.
0: As Jim had grown fall taller, far taller, but he knew Mr. Finch would break it up soon. So he thought it best to stay where he was. He was worn out dirty beyond belief and home. Uh, And so Jem is now This is a real uh, Difference maker for Jem Yeah Because this is his Kid Highest uh, Level of uh, Of trust It's like I ran away from home And that's like Escaping from prison You don't You don't tell parents Because they'll send you back to
1: prison Exactly So Dill's eyes flickered at Jim, and Jem looked at the floor. Then he rose and broke the remaining code of our childhood. He went out of the room and down the hall. Atticus, his voice was distant. Can you come here a minute, sir? So Jim just flips on Just, Just a traitor without a second. Snitches get stitches. Uh,
0: Beneath his sweat streaked dirt, Dill's face went white. I felt (laughs) sick. Like, like it's deeply shocking to them. (laughs) Like, it breaks them.
1: That's hilarious, too, that it breaks them because, like, of course, they're going to find out anyway. but Yeah. Uh, yes.
0: Atticus was in the doorway. He came in the middle of the room and stood with his hands in his pocket looking down at Dill. So Atticus just sees a dirty child yeah. that should not be there. And this is our response. Uh, it's okay, Dill. When he wants you to know something, he tells you. Dill looked at him. I mean, it's all right. You know he wouldn't bother you. You know you ain't scared of Atticus. Uh, I'm not scared," Dill muttered, and he clearly he's he's scared. And then Atticus says, "Just hungry, I'll bet." And it's the usual pleasant dryness. So he's like quietly amused by all of right, this. Right, right. Scout, we can do better than a pan of cold cornbread, can't we? We you'll fill this fellow up, and when I get back, we'll see what we can see. So Atticus is like, "All right, feed this child." <laughs> I forgot that they got cornbread and everything like that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Be get him some real food. Uh, here's the line where he says uh, um, So he's going to tell Miss Rachel that You're here And ask her if you could spend the night with us You'd like that wouldn't you And for goodness sake Put some of the country, county back where it belongs The <laughs> soil erosion is bad enough as it is So he doesn't even get it yeah. and, uh, and Scott says he's trying to be funny He means take a bath See
0: there I told you he wouldn't, he wouldn't bother you Yeah So yeah He's like, I got to go. Because Dill's like, please don't tell Miss Rachel. She's going to send me back home. And he's like, I'll talk to her. You can at least. That's the make home relative, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. So she's right there in town. Yeah. So she comes over pretty quickly here.
0: And then this is Jem. Jem is more and more adult every day. Dill, I had to tell him, you can't run 300 miles off without your mother knowing. And it's like, that's reasonable. Yeah. That's very fair. That's the right thing
1: to do. <laughs> we left him without a word. So they're mad at him. <laughs> 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 they're mad. Dill, eight and eight and eight. Uh, yeah, he hadn't eaten
0: since last night. He used all his money for a ticket, boarded the train as he'd done many times. Yeah, so he was on quite the... I mean, it's the real story is still quite an adventure.
1: <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, $13 is a lot of money, too, to steal yeah. from your mom. It's that's like, that's like stealing 80 bucks now, it feels like. Um. So Ra- Miss Rachel comes over, and Dill bears with fortitude her, wait till I get you home. Your folks are out of their minds worrying. Um, he's quite calm during the, that's all the Harris and you coming out. So also Ms. Rachel has a little bit of this, uh, Aunt Alexandra Alexander thing of like yeah. the family, um, reckon that's you can y- stay one night.
0: Yeah. I think that's also like why Aunt Alexander has so much power is that it is a thing in the whole town to care about this stuff.
1: Right. And it's, uh, it's kind of the way of the, the way of the land. Yeah.
0: And return the hug at long last bestowed upon him. So there, it's not a, it's not a tragedy.
1: All is forgiven, scared. or you know, all is at least uh, it's okay for now.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and then Atticus pushed up his glasses and rubbed his face, and then uh, this is like a, a moment of tenderness from Aunt Alexandra. Your father's tired.
1: You children go to bed now.
0: That, said, that's, that's it. Not yelling at him, not being saying anything. Just like he's tired. Yeah. Go to bed.
1: And Atticus says, "From rape to riot to runaways, I wonder what the next two hours will bring." <laughs> <laughs>
0: So he's just a guy who's like, I love my crazy family.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it feels like the, it's like the end of an episode. It's yeah. like things are kind of wrapping up, and everyone's just kind of tired of what happened. Yeah, that's yeah.
0: the last line of Cheers. He's like looking at his, his house. It's like I'm the luckiest guy in the world. <laughs> 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 yeah. Uh, so thing since things appeared to have worked out pretty well, Dylan and I decided to be civil to Jim.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Besides, Dill Dil had to sleep with him, so he might as well speak to him. <laughs> Yeah, just so funny the 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 articulately expressed politics of children. Uh, Yeah, and then Dill comes into his bed uh, into Scout's bed. bed. Yeah. Uh, So then Dill says uh, he's not mad at Jem. I just wanted to sleep with you. Are you waked up? Uh, And then there's just a very long conversation about parents and family between uh, Dill and Scout. Would you like to be Scout?
1: Yes. Um So
0: he says I just wanted to sleep with you Are you waked up?
1: <coughs> why'd you do it? I said why'd you run off? Was he really hateful like you said? Nah Didn't you all build that boat like you wor- wrote and you were gonna? He just said we would We never did It's no reason to run off They don't get around to doing what they say But they're gonna do half the time That wasn't it He, adhe- They just wasn't interested in me How come? Well, they stayed
0: gone all the time, and when they were home even, they'd get off in a room by themselves. What'd they do in there? Nothing. Just sitting and reading, but they didn't want to want me with them.
1: You know something? I was fixing to run off tonight because they, there they all were. There they all were. You don't want them around all the time, Dill. Good night. Atticus is gone all day and sometimes half the night and off in the legislature, and I don't know what. You don't, you don't want them around all the time, Dill. You could do anything if they were.
0: That's not it. Uh, there's a nice little reflection on family from a scout, of yeah, about how how her, she really feels her family needs her. Yeah. And I really love the, what what would I do if addicts did not feel the necessity of my presence, <laughs> help and advice? <laughs> 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 Which is like, I guess that's like a good father that the daughter feels like makes
1: she's her feel needed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though she's not. Um, even Calpurnia couldn't get along uh, along unless I was there. They needed me. Dill, you aren't telling me right. Your folks couldn't do without you. They must be. They, they must. just be mean to you. I'll tell you what to do about that. The thing
0: is what I'm trying to say is they do get on a lot better without me. I can't help them any. They ain't mean. They buy me everything I want, but it's now you've got to go play with it. You've got a room full of things. I got you that book, so go read it. You're not a boy. Boys get out and play baseball with other boys. They don't <laughs> hang around the house worrying their folks. Oh, they ain't mean. They kiss you and hug you goodnight and good morning and goodbye and tell you they love you, Scout. Scout, let's get us a baby.
1: Where? <laughs> love this.
0: There was a man Dill had heard of who had a boat that rode across to a foggy island where all these babies were. You could order one.
1: That's a lie. Auntie said God drops him down the chimney. At least that's what I think she said. Well, that ain't so. You get babies from each other. But there's this man,
0: too. He has all these babies just waiting to wake up. He breathes life into them. <laughs> so, like,
1: he almost has it. Like, like they're in bed together, and he's like, you get it from each other. Uh, but also, there's this man. Like, uh, like, <laughs> like he, he believes almost, both.
0: He almost, like, yeah, he has a faint idea of what sex is, and then he's like, but also, there's a man. <laughs> I mean, I know a guy. In an island.
1: I got a baby guy if you need a, You need a baby? I got a guy. I got a guy. I like this description of Dill. It's near the end of the chapter. Dill was off again. Beautiful things flitted around in his dreamy head. He could read two books to my one, but he preferred the magic of his own inventions. He could add and subtract faster than lightning, but he preferred his own twilight world, a world where babies slept, waiting to be gathered like morning lilies. He was slowly talking himself to sleep and talking, taking me with him, but in the quietness of his foggy island, there rose the faded image of a gray house with sad brown doors. Dill? hmm why do you reckon Boo Radley never run off?
0: <sighs> Maybe he doesn't have anywhere to run off to. Dot, 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 dot. dot,
1: dot. Close of chapter. So, yeah, Dill kind of relates to Boo Radley, sort of. is like at least he has a family or like he...
0: No, I think it's just like he doesn't have... Because Dill is like, I adhere to go to. Oh, yeah. I could run off to scout. Like, I have a place I want to be.
1: Boo Radley's trapped.
0: Boo, yeah, Boo Radley... Doesn't like being at home, but there's nowhere he does like to be. Yeah. So he, I mean, he's, he's a depressed guy. Like, there's nowhere for him. There's no. He doesn't believe he could find happiness anywhere.
1: I like how Boo's back or Dill's back, which means Boo Radley is back in the conversation. Yes. You know, like we're talking about I was, like like we we haven't talked about Boo in a couple of chapters. Yes, it's been all Tom Robinson. It's, yeah.
0: It's all Atticus and Tom Robinson. No Boo.
1: But yeah, I mean, it's
0: uh, this whole chapter about the. Um, it's like it's kind of weird. We're like family is a big thing, but it's all these different things. It's, and Alexander's belief in the, the high quality of family coming from just like the length of families around and right. the qualities within them. And then there's Atticus believing like, uh, going against the family in one way of like not really buying in that tradition, but still loving his family and wanting to ha- be a good person for them. And then there's Scout being tired of her family and hate being told by the dude, by her brother and her aunt and her dad and copernia And then there's Dill who was like, my who had the uh, ex- has extraordinarily dysfunctional family.
1: Yeah, and he wants to, get, but like it seems like it's functional on the outside, but it seems like it's not yes. functional for him.
0: Well, it's kind of it's like he had a he had a single mother for almost his entire life. Right, and that's like I can't imagine that in 1930s Mississippi and Alabama.
1: Right, it's tough. Yeah, I imagine.
0: Uh, and then he gets a father, and it's like this is like oh the dream. I have a father and a mother, and they're staying put in one place. And I could just stay with them, and it's like, oh, there's something missing if, if I'm just there, like I'm just like, hey, here's like, live your life, kid. We're kind of doing our own thing.
1: Yeah, he's extra. It sucks. Yeah, he's like he's superfluous in this new model.
0: So there's like all these things of like, the quality of family of like, what is like a good family versus like the the court of like the hereditary tradition d- definition of good family of like. The, families, the Finch family is so good that a boy runs off to them. Like, Yeah. He risks everything. $14, no eating, could be sent back at any moment, but he wants to
1: be part of this family. It's attractive. That he wants to be with them, yeah. Somewhere to run off to.
0: Yes. And that's where he sees where it's like, that's where Dill understanding Boo Radley starts. It's like, oh, like, he's just like, his family treated him terrible, but he doesn't think he can go anywhere else.
1: It's yeah. This this feels very episodic. Uh, like uh, like this had a theme of family, and like and like the family is like yeah. it's important on a very
0: special episode of it's To Kill a Mockingbird.
1: Very special, exactly. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a bottle episode. It Happens almost all in like the in the house. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was an interesting little take, and uh, and Alexander kind of brought to light some of the old Finch family stuff, shook things up just enough to remind you of where they came from.
0: Yeah, it's all just different arguments about. The, I'm am this character, and I'm going to take this perspective about family. <laughs> but she does it subtle enough, where like they're never talking about it directly. It's like all these like bounce around stuff, and then you kind of get to the core of like this is a good family, and I should be grateful for this family, uh, even though like what family means is like such a, a vague thing. Yeah, and I, I uh, once again, it's like two more. That's 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 fourteen chapters, and no. Actual developments with the court case, except for every once in a while, someone says a mean word.
1: Yeah, it's just kind of like in the background. It's kind of like coloring every interaction now, though. It's kind of like looming. Yes, it, it, it
0: is a slow boil. It yeah. is the heat is coming up. Yeah, but they're not rushing it. Like Harper Lee does not rush it at all. This is not a book
1: about a court case.
0: No, it's a book about a family dealing with a court case. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So yeah, we're gonna get we'll get to, get to more of that later on. Uh, thanks for listening, Gatsby heads. I appreciate you uh, listening. Uh, reach out to me and Kevin on. Uh, reach out to Kevin on Twitter. Email us at okgatsbypod at gmail.com. gmail.com.
0: Yep, and follow us on
1: Instagram. We, we're putting up some uh, hot Insta memes. Some memes up there. So good. Um, thanks. I'm Terrence Hardin. This is I'm Kevin Lopkovich. See you next time. Bye.